It is American Craft Beer Week, Mark. Yes, and I really haven't enjoyed it that much yet. Oh, maybe we can change that. Oh, we have to. We have to change it. Yes. And we're going to be celebrating American Craft Beer and Illinois Craft Beer Week. Oh, well, Chicago, I should say, right? That's coming up at the end of the American one. Uh, but we're going to be trying uh, a lot of Illinois brews. Right. And See, I was out of town... And uh, I was in uh, Nebraska, and they just had all the events coming up this this week, and not during the week so much. So I missed all of that stuff there too. Oh so. well, how about that? <laughs> well, we're going to start off and uh, celebrate an Illinois brewery that we have not been to. We have tasted their beers, but not reviewed them. Uh, we're heading down to Plainfield. And good old Workforce Brewing. Have you been there, Mark? Yes, I've been there a couple of times, actually. Ah, I like to go there because they sell the ingredients for making beer, too. We will head down there. We're in the car right now. We'll be down there shortly. And and hopefully, Brandon Wright will be there to meet us. Yeah, that's great. Uh, In the meantime, I think we might as well wet our whistle by pumping the pints. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's have a party. Pump up the bitter. Test it. Pump up the bitter. Pump up the bitter. Pump up the bitter. Standing beside me, or leaning beside me, on the bar in front of the um, where, the brewing side of of uh, Workforce Brewing is Brandon. What's hey, Brandon. going on, guys? Hey, well, you know, you're going on from what I hear, right and we'll on. find out about that. Mark, you've been down here before, uh, just for uh, a quick trip, right? Uh, pick up some supplies. Yeah, and also have a couple of beers. You don't just come this far and don't try any of the beers. All right, it is quite far south. Tell us, we're down in Plainfield, right? We are You're in Plainfield. Right so off 126, 126 which is uh, Main yeah, Street. Route 126, we uh, take 55 out of Chicago. We're southwest burbs, so it's a little bit of a hike, but uh, you know, just past us is farmland and uh, we kind of like that. We're on the edge of the country. Yeah, yeah, so. on the edge of on the edge of a lot of things, from what I hear, yeah. especially on brewing. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, workforce, how it came about, because you started off as a as a homebrew shop, right? Yeah. So my my past. Uh, I actually started brewing beer when I was 19. Uh, And what, you're 20 now? uh, Yeah, exactly. Uh, No, no, early 30s, I'll put it that way. Um, So, yeah, I just started uh, homebrewing in college, fell in love with it, and about, uh, you know, got out of college, 
a couple years out, got a corporate job, was in a suit and tie every day, and realized that it wasn't what I wanted to do with the rest, rest of my life. And I just wasn't enjoying what I was doing. Uh, made a decent living, but yeah. it just, you know, the, the value of being happy every day is a little bit more. So yeah. uh, one day we decided to just, like, hang the suit up and cash in, and uh, we started a little homebrewing supply store. Uh, I'd been an avid homebrewer at that time for years. And I was always having a tough time finding certain ingredients that I wanted locally. I'd always have to go and order through mail order online. So we opened Chicago Brew Works. Uh, it was four years ago. Always in this location. You no, know, we were in another location, oh. uh, super tiny little spot. Uh, we outgrew that in about six months. Uh, just we were, you know, packed to the walls yeah, with right. stuff. So we, uh, we moved out of that location, found our current spot. And our goal from day one was to also open a brewery. Uh, and at our first location, it was unincorporated Will County. Uh, we weren't allowed to. We could open a brewery, but we weren't allowed to have a tap room. Oh, and that was a huge part of the puzzle. Was we wanted people to come, like drink our beer, and then also look at all the ingredients. And we we openly share all of our recipes to beer, uh, the beers we brew. And that was a real big point that I wanted to have: is come here, drink some beer, and then we're going to not only teach you how to do it, but we're going to give you all of our recipes. Um, do you do classes down here, then? We do do classes, yeah, okay. usually a couple times a month. Uh, we don't have any the rest of this month with uh, Chicago Craft Beer Week coming up. We're, we're pretty yeah. booked with uh, events. But and, and, uh, and I have to say thanks a lot for slipping us in. We, we are actually in American Craft Beer Week, right? We are right the, now the official start of across Beer America, Week, yep. but Chicago has its own little event, yeah. I'm glad to say. Um, and and you have slipped us in, and we're going to put you in as uh, our, our show this week to kick off our celebrations. Right on, thanks. And uh, next week we're uh, we're going to also be uh, having um, brews from craft brewers we have not reviewed or tasted yet. All so right. we're going a little bit further afield, and we got some we got some nice brews. Actually, I tell a lie. One of them we have tasted from Hailstorm, but uh, you know those guys down they there. They brew right? awesome beer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Tinley Park scene's really getting. Like blown up uh, between Hailstorm and 350, all those guys are brewing some really, really cool beers. So, so while of course we're chatting here, um, you, you've been kind enough to uh, give us some of your samples. And um, the first one that we, uh, we we wanted to look at was your Hellas Lager, and what's it called? Uh, Steve's going to Hellas. So, <laughs> <Who's> Steve, <laughs> Steve, Steve's our head brewer around here. Okay. Um, you know, between Steve and myself, we, is that Steve we over there? No, that's Jake. Uh, who's oh, okay. Right now, Jake's assistant brewer. Uh, okay. He's filling, filling some big shoes. We're putting them to, to work. Well, they he's, look about a size uh, nine, something like that. Yeah, something okay. like that. They're not that big. What size shoes you wear? Eleven. Oh, okay. Right, I was wrong. Right, damn, damn. Okay. But, uh, but, yeah, so Steve, uh, he wrote this recipe. I can't take any credit for it. Um, Steve designed, put all the design out for it, mm-hmm. and he was bugging me to do a Hellas Lager, and I love uh, Hellas uh, style of beer. But uh, I just didn't. I had created a recipe for it, so right. he uh, took a shot at it and he nailed it on the first try. Uh, it's actually turned into one of our more popular beers. So, so Mark, um, you're a bit of a Hellas Lager expert yourself, as you uh, as you may know. <laughs> well, you know. I don't know if you know, Brandon. But um, yeah. what do you reckon on it? Because um, we've had a chance. This is mine, right? Mm, I don't want to sip yours. Mm, You've got cooties. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, so, what do you reckon? Well. Um, the, the best thing I like about it is it's grainy. I like the graininess, and that uh, that tells you it's a European lager almost right off the bat, but it, it doesn't have that mealy sweetness that a lot of American malts do have. And So it, it places me 
there already immediately, but it's just getting a graininess. So I like that the best. Now, some of the um, Hellas Lagers I've tasted, in fact, uh, one of the brews we're going to re- review next week is the bronze medal winner from from uh, Crystal, Crystal Lake. Lake. Yeah. yeah. That had a little more hoppy bite to it. Is there is there leeway in the world of Hellas Lager for, for a little hoppiness at the end? Because I know it's sweet. Well, this one, this one, this one is pretty sweet too. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, my yeah. taste. But I think it's within the guidelines nicely. So, see, you go to Germany and you drink these beers, you find the same same kind of thing. Some of a little hoppier, some of a little little sweeter. So it's it's within the guidelines. That's personal. Personal taste, I think, that uh, separates them. Yeah, and right. A lot of times when people think of a, a happier version, that moves it into kind of the Pilsner class. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Where you're going to get a little bit more of that hop character. Yeah, that's true. I, w- I would just say, like, uh, if you put, like, three, four IBUs more, don't move it up there in the 30s or something. Yeah. Like, maybe keep it, like, in a 20 or some low 20s. That's, yeah, we like to keep it in the low 20s. So. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a very nice um, looking beer because when you when you poured it in the sample glass, it had a delightful white head. Yep. Uh, it's slightly unfiltered, which I'm assuming is how you like to do it. Yeah, we don't uh, partially because of our size. We don't have any sort of filtration here right. in the brewery, so all of our beer is uh, unpasteurized, unfiltered. Yeah, well, that's the best way I think. The yeah. unpasteurized, unfiltered. Yeah, fresh. I I say like in Germany, yeah, when all the big boys in Munich. Uh, and some of the other cities, they filter everything and it's crystal clear and all that stuff. You go to the countryside, you'll, you go 30 miles out of town, they all unfiltered yeah, versions right. of the same. So it doesn't have to be filtered as far as I can tell. And, and unfiltered brings me uh, to farmhouses, right? You're talking about out in the country. So you, 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 do, you do quite a few of these rustic brews, as I like to call them. Uh, the next one we had up was uh, your farmhouse ale with apricot, right? Or is yeah. it apricot? I don't uh, know. It depends we on where you're... Tomato, yeah, tomato. Right. <laughs> you know. and, and what's that one called? Uh, that's actually just called Apricot Farmhouse. Oh, that's boring. Uh, yeah, I know. Most of our names have, have some pretty good names. I've been getting teased that I need to, to spice that one up a little stone bit. Stone Farmhouse. There you it's go. something, yeah. because apricots always have a stone in them. Yep. Um, but, uh, so that one... Um, our base is basically pilsen and wheat, uh, very, very traditional. Uh, you don't add a lot of adjunct, uh, you know, any adjuncts or any other specialty malts to it. Uh, and then we added, uh, that one had about 100 pounds of uh, fresh apricot puree, which is pretty cool. And then, uh, yeah, we fermented that with actually uh, Y-Yeast Farmhouse Ale Strain. Uh, it's one of their private collection series who's, that who's comes this? out. Y-Yeast. 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 Yeah, so I... I'm talking the yeah. homebrew lingo here. No, no, no. That's, uh, that's okay. This is just one version of uh, some of our farmhouse sales that we do. Uh, we do a lot with different wild yeast cultures as well as uh, souring bacteria. We have a pretty extensive barrel aging project. Uh, that, you know, we, yeah. we love to toy around with, with anything, anything we can get our hands on. And and you talked about the size of your, your uh, brewing facility here. What, what have you got in terms of barrels? I see a seven-barrel um, yeah, unit over there, and you got some smaller ones, and yeah, so our brew really house, small ones, and <laughs> yeah. our brew house is uh is pretty tiny. Right now, we're a two and a half barrel brew house, uh, which there's a few other brewers in the city that kind of using a similar setup, and they're you know all knocking out some killer beers too. Um, we have some two barrel uh, jacketed tanks that we go into for kind of our more experimental stuff, mm-hmm. and then we've got four seven barrel jacketed tanks that we triple brew into. And those tanks are like the, the Hellas, are formerly known as, which is an IPA, Galactic, uh, Oats Made Me Do It, a bunch of our more hoppy beers that, that turn extremely fast 
uh, we do bigger quantities of that. So we're sure. we're actually really, really close right now to pulling the trigger on a 10-barrel brew house. Uh, so we're pretty excited about that. But, in a different location? Uh, we're going to squeeze everything in here. All right. So, uh, <laughs> you just have to employ Whoa. thinner brewers. 100 pounds of stuff in a one-pound box. So. Wow. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, Mel. You're out of luck. Yeah. Out. yeah, I'm out of luck. Yeah. <laughs> I can only look. I know. I know. <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break, come back and chat more about the beers and uh, what's going on here at, at Workforce uh, in the future. Arrows of me and a flashing marquees out on Main Street. Chicago, New York, Detroit, and it's all on the same street. A typical city involved in a typical daydream. Hang it up and see what tomorrow brings. Dallas got a soft machine. All right, so I think we got the Grateful Dead on the background, don't we? Yeah, right now we're playing. He's uh, dead, dude. Yeah, we're, we got a picture of Jerry hung behind the bar, and this is uh, Jerry Garcia band playing right now. And so. I do notice you've got a, a Jimi Hendrix gold record on the wall. We do. A buddy, How did you get that? A buddy gave it to me when we opened. Um, I've been a musician forever, and he's a fellow musician. And uh, when we opened our first day, he came and brought us that. And of course, we hung it right by the control panel. You know, we kind of look at it every time we brew, and, and <laughs> it's the Are You Experienced Gold album. So, oh, wow. That, that uh, must be uh, quite a prize. Uh, that's pretty, pretty cool, cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, right. nobody's stolen it off the wall yet. Yeah, right. So. Well, hey, I don't think there are too many people getting back here, right? Yeah. Well, they're coming to look at your. Uh, what, what are we looking at here? Oh, I see you've got your corks, your funnels, I'm looking at, and then down the line is your buckets and uh, water gallon containers. So, yeah, carboys. You know, carboys, there you go. Yep. All right, so, Mark, we're yeah, back to the beer. Right. We have the uh, the boringly named Apricot Farmhouse Ale. <laughs> well, uh, however, yeah. the taste. Yeah, the name, uh, name may be boring, but the beer isn't. No. Uh, I, I'd say that. First of all, I, I like the little tart background out there. So Where is she? Slight tartness. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's in the beer. Oh, it's in the beer. She's I'm swimming sorry. there, you know. Okay, well, anyways, and it has the apricot. It's not too strong, and um, it's not too sweet. Uh, often... I'm afraid of these beers because they taste too sweet. And this one isn't, you know, and the tartness adds to it. So it's nice and complex flavor. We shoot for that in uh, all of our, uh, you know, farmhouse ales and saisons is to make sure they're, they're dry as a bone. Because uh, you are going to get some sweetness when you, when you fruit them, uh, depending on what the addition is or where it is. But uh, we ferment all that fruit out, too, and don't do any sort of a back sweetening or anything now, like that. Am, so. am I getting a little banana in the background there? Yeah, so that one, we actually have a few jacketed tanks, then we have an unjacketed tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one, we let the that yeast ramp up into the uh, 80s. Normally, with most beers, all of our IPAs, American Ale strains, uh, we keep those at 68 degrees. Real nice, clean fermentation. This one, we like to let ramp up and get a little warm. You get some of the phenolics coming out. Um, some of the fruity esters too that 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 yeast portrays. So. For the for the uninitiated, plain jacketed and unjacketed. Yeah. Nothing to do with potatoes. Right? Not, has no. nothing to do with potatoes. <laughs> um, so a jacketed tank, uh, it basically has two walls of stainless steel. They're insulated in between, and there's also channels where we use glycol uh, to pump through to maintain temperature. So basically, every tank's on a pump. Uh, and when we have it on a temperature controller, so as that yeast ferments, it raises the temperature of the beer. So what we do is then, you know, that temperature controller is set, and at a certain range of where we need it to be, uh, as the yeast gains, you know, temper or uh, 
the temperature rises in the tank, it kicks that pump on, glycol flows through, cools it back down to where we want it to be, oh. shuts off, and uh, that way we've got full control over our fermentation. Oh, that's pretty but interesting. For the farmhouse, I, sales, I didn't even know that. Wild. Oh, you let them go yeah, wild, right? right. Like and in the farmhouse. Also, house, when yeah. you make lagers, then you can uh, ramp it down to 32 degrees or something. So for yep. lagering, that's also that's what you use the jacket for. You know? Yeah. I, I like it. A- apricots come to, to me be a little bit of a funky fruit. I'm not certain I like them. And I'm sure that when you put it into a puree, you have to really be careful of how sweet it can become. Yeah. Because that's releasing a lot of the sugars, right? Yeah, we, we taste a lot of it too, uh, to know our amounts and what we want to go in. Now, remember, uh, this was still actively fermenting when we added that, so any sort of sweetness that came in from those uh, apricots well, was fermented out. Okay. That dries back out in the beer. Mark, any final comments on our friend from the farmhouse? Because it, it, ta- it doesn't smell like a farmhouse. As they say, it smells like a farmyard, right? Well, it depends on what yeast is used. Some of the yeast yeast gives it a little more funky character, but as far as the complexity, I like the complexity of it, okay? Mm-hmm. So have you decided to bottle any of your beers, or are you just still doing draft? No, we do do uh, some limited runs of bottles. Uh, usually a few times a year we release some of our barrel-aged beers and bottles, and we actually just released uh, another bottle condition size on. It's called Farmhouse Contra. Uh, that's available in some select liquor stores and actually in Costco as well. And here I see. Uh, and here we've got bottles. We here may as well. grab one of those. Absolutely. We go. <laughs> yep. It's a like I said, bottle conditioned. Uh, you get a nice, really white, pillowy head on it. It's uh, it's a beautiful beer. Cool. Um, our next beer uh, down the line is a little bit more orangey. Um, are we heading into the IPAs? I can't remember which one you selected for us. Yeah, it's a dry, ah, the dry pale hop pale okay. Dry hop pale ale. Yep. And the name of this is? That's Galactic. All right. At least it's got a better name. Yeah. Is it Galactic Hops? Uh, it's ga- ga- Australian Galaxy. Galaxy. You're right. Okay. So we use, we have three beers in the series. Uh, we have Galactic, Super Galactic, and Intergalactic. Each one is a little bit stronger <laughs> and a little bit happier. Is the latter one from outer space? It's out of, outer, out of this world. <laughs> out of this world. Um, and they all come from Australia, is that right? Yeah, we use Galaxy through 100%. Uh, it's a single hop beer for all three variants. Um, so this one is the lightest, but it still is ringing in at about 6.5% ABV. So this one is an American Pale Ale, right? Yep. Okay, yep. Mark, over to you. Yeah, I, okay. Aroma? Aroma varies. It, it, it has a mixture of malt and hop, both. Both comes out because it has it a little darker in color, so you probably use a little bit of caramel malt or something. Uh, yeah, not necessarily heavy caramel. Uh, the base, we use uh, pale malts for the base of all mm-hmm. of our pale ales. Sure. This is actually Thomas Fawcett Pearl. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love it. It's a large kernel. Uh, just You get a ton of extraction out of it, and you get that kind of like not so much any nuttiness like you'd get out of a marisader, but you get a little bit more of the breadiness that comes out of it. Mm-hmm. So it provides a really good backbone. Uh, we do use a little bit of a Cara 15 in mm. it. So it's a very low caramel malt. That's more for head retention and a little bit of color. Yeah, yeah, I, I can tell you have something. Normally there's no base malt in, in that category. It's this dark by itself. So, But it, it's it's nice. It gives a, it has a kind of nice sweet backing to the hops, though. It's not like hop tea that I don't like so much, yeah. you know. <laughs> it only hops and nothing else. This one has the complexity of malts there, too, yeah. and I appreciate that part. And my aroma is, is to me, it's like a tropical fruit salad. I, I, 
Yeah. I'd almost say that this was a West Coast style yeah, IPA, right? It's very yeah, as opposed to a down uh, under yeah. one, mate. All right, <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, we uh, we actually we just kegged this uh, what two Jake two days ago? We keg, keg Galactic. Uh, Saturday, uh, so no, it's Tuesday. Now? Yeah, uh, okay. three days, and it's uh, we're, <laughs> on our, we're on our last fly. keg already. So I got to. Oh my god, more. really? Yes. Holy crap! Steve and Jake, I yeah. gotta get get going, start brewing. So, so. I get a, I get a um, a very nice flavor from it. It's got a very dry finish. Yep. Um, I guess that's I guess that's good uh, for me. The English pale ale is of course at the other end of the spectrum, malty and smooth, and not particularly dry at the end. But that's you know, that's just the difference in the styles because. Everything in America is bigger and better, right? Yeah, you got it. It's America. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a, a, a very drinkable beer. Um, I would want to have one of these, not necessarily after I finish mowing the lawn and I'm hot and sweaty, but I want to have one after I've had that beer. Yep. That I don't want something a little less um, in, in your face in terms of the aroma and the hops. So and, and then I'd sit down with this you're one. You're trying to say this is not really a thirst quencher. This is just to be enjoyed. I think so. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I, agree I think with this that. is just to be enjoyed. The Hellas yeah. is the thirst quencher. Yes. That one you just yes. want to yeah. drink glass after glass after glass. Yes. That's true. <laughs> that, that, that's true. What's, yeah. what's the IB? Was it in the 50s already here or something? Yeah, you're right about 50 IBUs right. on the glass. So that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you're halfway there. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> Super Galactic is uh, right around that like 70 IBU range. Then Intergalactic's pushing about 100. So. Okay, and that's about where we stop. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much after 100. It tastes like you yeah. got hair growing yeah. on your tongue yeah. or something. So you're <laughs> plenty of that um so what's going on um with the future of uh workforce you mentioned you're going to try and expand out a little bit um yeah. are you going to improve barrel aging bottling what, what's gonna what's gonna be uh, where you're at you know yeah so we're do... gonna make your money that's what i want to know <laughs> brewing a lot of beer well, that's, that's all i'll do it um no, yeah, like I said, so we are kind of two businesses in one. We own Chicago Brew Works. It's the brewing supply. Uh, we've grown that extensively, and workforce has just been um, exploding on us. Our first year, we did 110 barrels, which is, you know, to most breweries, they pour that down the drain in a day, uh, yeah. in the filtering process. So uh, last year, we did 327. So we tripled production last year, uh, all on our little tiny system. This year, hopefully with the new one coming in this fall, the new bigger brew house, we'll up that. Uh, definitely more distribution. We'll be, you know, uh, a lot of breweries are in the same boat right now. They've got a lot of accounts that want to put them on. You can't brew the beer fast enough. I mean, you know, they're just selling out a beer, which is which is awesome. Uh, we're we're super excited about it. Do, do you distribute yourself? Or yeah, we you are a self distribution okay. uh, brewery. So we, it's usually myself, uh, Amanda, my wife, Jake. The other day is slinging kegs. George, all, one of the guys here. We're all, yeah, all you know. Lumber kegs around to, to okay. bars. Well, you're going to have to come up north to our local, so uh, get get some up we're there in Winfield, there. man. I tell you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're getting there slow, slowly but surely. Yeah, I think um, the the final beer that we're going to take a taste of here on the show, anyway, at least, um, is one that will be particularly uh, applicable to our uh, friendly tavern owner John over there. Um, at the Britain Yankee Pub, we just have anything that comes along to us, really, and we just like a few favorites, but um, will this be one of them? We'll find out. Awesome. <laughs> I, I hope it is. <laughs> if you can just get your mind together... Uh, then come on across to me 
stars and then we'll watch the sunrise from the hey we've been joined by uh, one of your neighbors right uh what's your name my name is chris tachek i'm with 10 drops coffee we 10 call, drops we call him tape deck Tape deck. And why tape deck? Because my last name is unpronounceable if you don't come from Slovakia. So, Well, how do you know I don't? <laughs> I just assume it by the accent. <laughs> how about you, Mark? You're from Slovakia. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I could probably say it, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys uh, are in the same building. You, you, you've got coffee going on here, uh, down there. You've got beer going on here. Have the two met? We have. On a couple of occasions, yeah. It'll, it'll keep happening. We're, we're pushing him for more coffee beer. We want yeah. more coffee and beer. don't forget, too, next door to us is Tailwinds Distillery, uh, distilling company. Oh, they, really? They do rum and agave. They just won for one of the yeah, best dark did. rums in, in America. Great I, did, I didn't realize they were next door. I, I thought when you were going to say what's next door to us is the dog training. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yep. Remember, we've done the dog awesome. turd and tonic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, Chris is... Chris, um, a few of our other friends uh, opened Ten Drops probably what a couple months ago. About two months, two and a half months ago. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah real, real young now. Beautiful roaster. Yeah. So uh, they roast obviously a ton of coffee for us that we use, uh, and we actually will cold brew their coffee and then we nitrogenate it like a Guinness. Hey, mm-hmm. Whoa! Hey, and we put it. You're allowed tap. to say that. Yeah, nitrogenate. <laughs> That's a very woody word. Yeah. Nitrogenate. Yeah. You know, I've oh, learned something. I know. <laughs> but yeah, so it's poured through a stout faucet, and it looks like a Guinness in a glass, but it's uh, what we call rocket fuel. It, it's Holy uh, crap. awesome tasting coffee from. from oh man, is it good non-alcoholic product to have on hand for designated drivers? Yeah, yeah. keep well, them wide awake. And, and actually, while you mentioned that, uh, just go away from coffee. <laughs> you've got a soda because of non-alcoholic products. You've got a, a yep. strawberry rhubarb soda. Yeah, we do. Yeah, uh, Lisa and Amanda here at the shop. That's that's what they call workforce 2.0. Uh, I don't dabble in the soda, and uh, they kick me out of the brewery for the day. So you're not a jerk. I uh, know. You're not a no. soda jerk. I, yeah. I, I let them uh, I let them run with it. But, yeah, she's done all these different sodas that are incredible. Her ginger soda was one of the best I've ever had. Yeah, so. it's unreal. For wow. A, Moscow well, Mule works out pretty well. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, my wife um, can't drink for the uh, fact she doesn't have a mouth. No, she can't drink because of medication. So she's always looking to come with me to a place that has something for her. Sure. And this obviously does. So, great. Uh, Check this one off, Mark. Yeah, I'm coming down here. <laughs> because when we were here last time, you, you weren't open yet. So, my wife drinks coffee all the time. So Yeah, oh, yeah we usually have yeah. espresso and, and uh, pour-over drip coffee and a bunch of different options. for. Uh, and we're playing with Kyoto drip coffee right now as well. Playing so. with what? Kyoto-style drip coffee, which is a it's a, basically, imagine Chinese water torture applied to coffee over the course of 24 hours. Oh, okay. It takes 24 hours to brew a batch. And it's, so, you're, uh, water, you're waterboarding your coffee. Oh, uh, yeah, and the most it's it's, it's subtle, subtle way, and slow yeah. and painful yeah exactly <laughs> they only brew mean coffee it was, oh, it was obama yeah. approved <laughs> hey well i gotta cut that out they're not political <laughs> um well that sounds really cool so uh you're gonna do some more coffee infused stuff and yeah you I'm, know, sure, I'm sure coffee stouts and have you ever done, is there ever been a barrel aged coffee brew oh absolutely so yeah a ton, ton of them oh, got a couple okay. over in the building right now where, where <laughs> have i been where have i been i don't know well, it's good to talk to you. I'm glad you stopped by. Absolutely. Nice um, to meet you guys. Cool. And uh, so maybe we'll have a coffee on the way back. Well, you have. I don't know. No, no, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> Bring your wife. I'd rather have a beer. Designated driver. <laughs> <laughs> cool. 
I'm all about that bass, about that bass, 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 because I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trip. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trip. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trip. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, 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 bass. So Brandon took us into the back room, but for the best intentions. He's showing us his barrel-aged program, and you have a significant number of barrels sitting back here which have labels on them with very interesting um, uh, variants, adjuncts, whatever. What have you got going on here? Absolutely. Most of these barrels you're staring at are wine barrels from Napa, uh, red, red wine barrels. Uh, this one here we're standing next to is uh, two different types of uh, brett, uh, as well as elderberries. Um, elderberries. It's lacto oh, as well. I fought in your general direction. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and we've got, uh, this one actually has some of uh, Lance's uh, Omega Yeast Labs lacto oh, blend okay. with raspberries. Um, we kind of switch them all up. And over here we've got a lot of our Koval barrels, Tailwinds, Journeyman Distillery, uh, you name it, Heaven Hill... Wild Turkey, Buffalo Trace, uh, a lot of those have our stouts. Uh, those don't have bugs in them. So you have so you have a mixture of gin, wine, whiskey, bourbon, and uh, then agave, rum. Yeah, uh, man. Yep. Around the corner, we just did a collaboration with Noon Whistle. Uh, we oh, did yeah. a red wild ale uh, that is sour, and we uh, primary fermented that in a bourbon barrel. Um, in this room over here, we've got a few more beers that are barrel fermenting. Uh, we just did one with uh, Chris from Transient. Uh, we did a Lichtenhainer, uh, oak-smoked Berliner style mm-hmm. sour, sour wheat beer. Uh, that's uh, fermenting, uh, been, been fermenting in uh, red wine barrels as well. So we do a lot of experimenting. So so in my hand, you had given us a... Well, we, we'd asked about your series of otter beers, which we'll, we'll get into how you name it. And in my hand, we have one that you especially went out the back and put on tap for us. Tell us a little bit about what we got. This is this is barrel age, right? Uh, that is. That was fermented for a year and a half in gin barrels. Uh, that is wild otters. So the otter series... Uh, number one, we just like otters. They're cool. Uh, they're really good swimmers. They work hard. So we decided to name beer after them. And they're all fun, too. Yeah, they. I mean, every time I see the sea otters, they just lay in the back. They float in the waters of Alaska. I see them a lot, you know, and they drink a beer once in a while. They, you know? they do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we, okay, uh, so, yeah, a fun-loving animal. Yes. Which is, so we've which, got, are, which is you, the brewer. We, we've got sour otters and we got wild otters. Uh, what okay. you're drinking is wild otters uh, with a few different forms of Britannomyces. Uh, that's what gives you kind of that what they call horse blanket kind of barnyard characteristics. Uh, eats through all sorts of different sugars, complex sugars, dries out that beer, uh, and you get a really nice kind of interesting, almost wine-like uh, taste to it. Yeah, there, yeah, it has like a it kind of sweet, whiny uh, finish in it. There's some sweetness there left over, I a little, think. A little bit residual. Uh, then our sour variants of that we've done with, again, apricots and a few others, uh, and those... The one keg, I think you want to try. That one kicked uh, the other night. Uh, those usually don't last long here when yeah, we put right. them on tap. So when, when you get the word out, right? You got it. Yeah. yeah. So um, th- uh, this one is in a wine barrel. A gin barrel. Gin I'm sorry, barrel. a gin yeah. barrel. Okay. Do you use red wines or white wine barrels? Uh, we mainly use all red. Okay. Um, not that we're opposed to white by any means. They're actually a little bit harder to get your hands on. 
Uh, a most white wine is aged in stainless. They do obviously age white wine in, in some oak as well, uh, but for the most part, wineries use stainless, so it's harder to find white wine barrels. Okay. Yeah, I, I can give you a hint. Uh, a Nebraska Brewing Company in Omaha is selling them. Uh, yeah, they they had a big bile out in the corner. You know, stick with you. Yeah, why Chardonnay barrel? Chardonnay, we'll take oh. it. Yeah. I, I don't usually don't concern myself with the type of wine, whether it. I, I do yeah. want to know if it's white or red. Right. But as far as the variety that was in the barrel, uh, I haven't found a ton of flavor difference between the different varieties. Uh, you're just picking up that character of the wine. Uh, plus the oak, the French oak. Yeah, and, and this one, I, I like the oak. Uh, the oak is, is prominent, but still in the background, and to me it's extremely ple- pleasant. I like that better than actually the wine wine character, I mean the gin character. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that I would agree. be American oak uh, that that was. Okay. So the wines are all, typically all the barrels that we buy are f- 100% French oak or Hungarian. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so you get actually a very mellow oak character from that. The gin barrels, on the other hand, you being American oak, uh, a lot of people kind of say it's almost like more on the toothpicky side. If that is a <laughs> term, wow, uh, you get a little bit stronger wood character that comes out of the American oak side. No English. Uh, no, we don't. No English we don't oak. use any English yeah. oak. Yeah. Damn it! <laughs> we gotta find some for him, Mark. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, sitting here for quite a long time because if you did this one for eighteen months, what are these barrels? When are these going to come out? I mean, what's what's your first one? That's gonna yeah, come out? it depends. Usually, uh, the barrel fermented stuff is a quick turn. That's within the, you know within a month or so, uh, a month and a half. Um, these barrels here, are anywhere between twelve and eighteen months. There's there's different souring methods when you brew. There's what's called mm-hmm. kettle souring, and then there's also your long-term sour where you're going to pitch bacteria in a barrel and let it roll. Kettle sours, you can turn those in a couple weeks. Um, we do both uh, from the brewery perspective, but everything you're standing here looking at, these are all long-term aging beers that we've got. Do you have any uh, stouts going on? More of the, uh, the, the darker end of the we beer. We do. So... Uh, this week coming up is Chicago Craft Beer Week. It is. And we've got a number of events going on. Uh, actually, next Tuesday, a week from today, uh, we are doing an event at Gillerson's Grubbery in Aurora. And we do a 11% Imperial Stout called Sleepy Bear. Uh, usually doesn't last long on tap. It's uh, one that, at, for 11%, you can still drink drink it quick. And uh, But we're doing uh, floats, actually, with them. Sleepy Bear floats. Oh. What, what? Ice cream floats. Oh, wow. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm glad you're doing it with that because a yeah. root beer float to me is the most disgusting thing you could ever have because <laughs> we Europeans are not fond of root beer. Are you fond of root no, beer, Mark? No, no, I'm not a root beer no, person. No, yeah. Oh, good. I found no. an American. Yeah, no, no not for me. <laughs> not for me. In turn, in turn, I like ginger ale and ginger ginger soda. Oh, yeah. Like I like saying that. you had it before, you know. Yep. Yeah, I like That's that kind of stuff. So, uh, what other events as you come onto it? What other events you got going on for uh, for these craft beer weeks? Whether it be America, Chicago, or Plainfield, Illinois. <laughs> right. Um, well, we're pretty excited for uh, beer under glass. That is this Thursday. Then uh, well, that'll be gone by the time we get this out. By the way, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we were at beer under glass by there the time we go. Sarah, Thank so, you very much. Uh, then uh, next week, we've actually got a really cool event. Our friends uh, that own Solstice in Western Springs, they uh, are doing some custom sausages, a duck sausage, a few others, mm. uh, and we're pairing some beers with those. And he's teaming up with his buddy, the Roaming Hog Food Truck, 
Uh, so they'll be out here next Friday. We're going to be open late. Is, it, and is that a pig barbecue thing, Roman hog? He does a lot with pork. A lot of good pork. A lot of good pork. All right. And uh, so that kicks off to the weekend from a, the homebrew shop side, Chicago Brew Works. We have our annual garage sale. Uh, it's where we sell a lot of the breweries kind of used equipment and other products oh. that, um, you know, we don't, we've kind of upgraded and moved on and we turn that over and sell it uh, to our customers. We do a ton of different sales. So cool. that's uh, Saturday, Sunday. Then, uh, you know, we're doing Wells Park as well, which, okay. which would be pretty cool. So that's the kind of closeout to uh, the craft beer, Chicago Craft Beer Week. So we always like to finish up our, uh, our interviews here with a couple of questions that, uh, that, that are out of left field. Uh, what's your favorite TV program at the moment? Favorite TV program? You don't watch TV because you're so, uh, Yeah, I, uh, I'm here pretty much from sunrise to sunset every night. Uh, I don't watch a lot of TV, but if I were, God, put me on the spot. If I had to name, name a show, you know what? I've actually... so. Truth be told, watching a lot of YouTube videos on oh. brewing and beer knowledge and beer tasting, uh, I've been just, uh, I'm, I love education. Uh, yeah. And that helps, you know, when you turn on some of these things and watching other people's opinions and what's going on. I've been doing, doing a lot of that. Otherwise, I'm, I get pretty, I'm pretty boring at night. I get home after a long stressful <laughs> day. I flip on like the news, like, you, you know, go. and I just sit on the couch <laughs> with the beer and and uh, we cook some dinner and, and go to bed. So, so if you had to take your wife out on a perfect date, where would you go? The perfect date. It is date. your wife, right? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I, I said that. <laughs> yeah. What I probably would do is we'd jump on a, a plane and uh, head out to the Rockies uh, in the Colorado, and and uh, we'd go on a date night out there. We'd just Holy you know, crap. We'd <laughs> that's just, good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that feels that? a little spe- more special that's because that's around a corner or something. We can be a little Amanda, was it? Yeah, Amanda, Amanda, if you're listening, we'd probably you're grab, uh, <laughs> grab our backpacks, sleeping bags, uh, oh. and just go out there and find a campsite and just spend the weekend just How cool fun, is that? So. And, of course, what's your favorite music? Oh, man, I'm very eclectic with my music. Uh, we're listening to Jerry Garcia right now. You know, I'm a huge bluegrass nut. Oh. Uh, classic rock, I mean hip-hop or you name it uh we listen to it cool. and steve uh steve's a metalhead our brewer so uh he's always make you know making me listen to some kill, killer metal bands too so. all right well um we always like to ask this final question what uh whereabouts can they find you and what's the telephone number yeah absolutely our telephone number here is 815-531-5557 ladies and gentlemen we found somebody who knows so that is both for chicago brew works as well as workforce brewing company uh you can find us on tap uh actually i would say go to our website uh i can name off all the different bars but uh i don't want to single anyone out yeah <laughs> want to sit me rant here for a little, yeah, right. little longer but uh <laughs> www.workforcebrewing and it's w-e-r-k uh, dot right. com and we uh, we actively post there or on beer menus where all of our beers at so or you can follow us on social media Instagram Twitter Facebook we're we're pretty active with with making sure people know where to get our beer and and if you come down here folks um, take a look at the tappers because each one of them is a tool turned into a tapper and that's what the workforce does they right. make use of things that have useful for them in, in their right. working life, um, right? Yeah, definitely. And I, I was just wondering, when you call yourself Brew Works, you, you spell it like the Germans do. Yeah. So I, is, is there a reason for that? My wife and I are both uh, German heritage. Oh, okay. so. there you go. Okay, there you go. Oh, so, so I'm leaving works. now. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, Brandon, thank you so thank much. You guys, really we've had a great it. time. Um, are you going to show us anything special on the way out? Uh, absolutely. Oh, I uh, say. The, the, the door. <laughs> no, I just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And with that, good night, folks. <laughs> we'll see you guys. Bit and Yankee. Bit and Yankee. I'll have a pint. No, go, give us a pint. You got any tetanus? Uh, a pint, please, Barman. Give another pint, please, Barman. <laughs>